LinkedIn is killing organic reach. And here's what to do about it. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, host of the Top 10 B2B Marketing Podcast Business Growth Show. And to check out my week daily email tips, podcast, resources, playbooks, and whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org. But first, we've got to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Dealfront. Getting through to decision makers is harder than ever before. Most data tools promise the earth, but just don't deliver. Imagine your sales and marketing team could target ideal fit leads and close deals with a single tool. There's no need to imagine. Dealfront's revenue engine is built on live European data in multiple languages. Access information other platforms can't. Easily select decision makers you want to start conversations with, grab their direct cell phones and emails. Its algorithm understands the nuances in EU data, languages, culture and regulations. Dealfront draws from three layers of data, market signals, web visitors and EU company databases. The platform's built for Europe's strict compliance standards, offering transparency into how it sources data, giving you GDPR compliance other platforms just can't compete with. Grab a free demo today at dealfront.com. That's dealfront.com or visit the link in the description below. So I'm recording this episode. It's November 2023. And if I look back at previous posts on LinkedIn from the last six months, four months or so ago, scrolling through the top performing ones, these are a mixture of text posts, carousel posts, so PDF sliders, image posts and video posts. So posts were getting from 35K views, 15K views, 13K views, 10K views, 9K views, 8K views, a mixture of images, text posts, sliders, like I say, some memes in there, some videos. So all in all, quite dis- decent, and a 5K plus, almost as a minimum for decent performing ones. And then if I go to a more recent post from the last month, four weeks or so ago, posts are getting 1K views. Again, another one with 1.6K, some 300, 740, 1K, 800. So down almost four to five times compared to what I was getting four, six months ago. So it's a massive decline in views, impressions in general. And I'm hearing that across the board. So I've got a bunch of friends, marketers, business owners, etc. Most of them are saying the same thing, that organic reach seems to be down massively right now on LinkedIn. So why the heck would LinkedIn do this to us? I mean, it's been such a good platform on organic reach for years and years. Why now? Well, my opinion is that they want to push something called thought leader ads. Now, what thought leader ads are is they essentially enable you to boost personal profile posts to a selected audience. So that could be retargeting website visitors or perhaps drilling down so your posts show to your target client profiles using LinkedIn ads. You can make sure that they display to those personas, those job titles, those industries and sectors that you actually want to see your content. Because when you post, the LinkedIn algorithm might not share it with exactly who you want to see it. So it's a really good way to get targeted views on your content and build trust, awareness, and possibly inbound leads and deals. So LinkedIn thought leader ads, essentially, they look super organic. So they show up as a normal post. The only difference being 
is that when you actually post them under the person's picture, their headline, it has a little bit of text saying sponsored or boosted or promoted by the company name. So literally say promoted by then the company name. That is pretty much the only difference. They look super organic. Pretty sure that LinkedIn want to boost this feature. And in my humble opinion, that's why they're slowly reducing the organic reach to try and encourage you to spend your cash with them, which kind of makes sense being a business and all. Now, don't get me wrong. LinkedIn is still a fantastic platform. In fact, it's by far from what I've seen the best B2B platform from a social standpoint. The organic reach, like you've just seen, still isn't terrible. It's just down a lot more from what it was months ago. But LinkedIn, for me, certainly has been a solid platform to put out content of different types, like I mentioned earlier, text posts, video posts, image posts, and more. Build up my authority, in my case, around B2B SEO, B2B websites and B2B marketing. In your case, it could be relevant to your niche. Great place to build partnerships, make friends, get recommendations when I need help and build up authority in my niche. So essentially, I post content every day and when prospects need what I do, over time, they build more and more trust in what I do, in my reputation, in my proof of results. And when they're ready, they usually DM me on LinkedIn and I get a steady flow of inbound leads and you can do much the same in your niche by creating content, engaging in the feed, having a solid profile page that clearly shares what you do, how you help, problems you fix, some proof of results, much like a website, much like a landing page. So LinkedIn still is solid. It's just a shame that the reach is down so much in terms of organic posting. So how can you combat LinkedIn dropping organic reach and how can you reduce risk for your business rather than relying solely on algorithms of social channels like LinkedIn that may or may not give you a good impression count and show your content to the right audience, you can start investing your time, cash and resources into channels that you own and that you control. So I'm going to jump in and share some that I use and that I recommend for B2B companies. So first up, we've got your website. And this is quite literally the foundation of your marketing efforts. Most cases, this can be the first port of call when a prospect hears about you, searches for you, gets recommended to you that they're going to flick on. And it needs to be your very best salesperson. After all, it's going to be live 24-7 around the clock. And from a B2B perspective, most of the time, your website needs to do a lot of hard work. So when a prospect first flicks to your site, they want to quickly see the juicy problem that you fix exactly how you help them get a job done, how you improve their business or improve their life. They probably want to check some proof of results, whether that's customer stories, case studies, examples of work results that you've achieved. Maybe that's testimonials, videos or more. They probably want to see your price. They want to see how much it actually costs to work with you, whether that's a monthly fee, prices starting from or something slightly different. They probably want to see your offer in action, especially if you're a SaaS business or some kind of technology, they want to see screenshots, GIFs, maybe a demo video or an interactive demo on the site. They want to get their common questions answered, so anything around integrations, pricing like I mentioned, how long does it take, do I get an account manager, all those juicy common questions you get. And providing that you check all those boxes around problem you fix, how you help, how much it costs, proof of results, you answer their questions, then you want to make it super, super easy for them to book a time with a salesperson, whether that is a direct calendar, booking integration, or a simple form 
So there's clear call to action to book that demo or request that consult so they can easily get that time booked with a sales professional in your B2B tech or service company. So remember, the website has got to do a lot of legwork. Another thing to mention is that it can also have useful resources. So for those prospects that are not quite ready to have a sales convo just yet, you might have useful resources like podcasts, videos, blog articles that address those common questions, queries, problems that prospects might face. So you can then get them into your ecosystem, build trust at the top of the funnel. So when they're eventually ready, you're the company that they trust in to have that convo. So do not neglect your website. It is the one thing you can fully control, you can fully own. So making sure it's done right, because you can constantly add to it, improve it, make edits, make content changes, make messaging changes, design changes, and all that. So it's the rock solid foundation of your marketing efforts to convert those prospects into sales calls and deals. Make sure you get it right. Make sure it's geared towards what target clients care about. Next, we've got creating an audio podcast or starting video out on YouTube a mix of both like I do with my podcast business growth show b2b marketing and demand generation podcast so I actually do a mix of guest episodes and solo episodes so for example on solo episodes I will essentially do episodes dedicated to common questions I get asked how to do something why isn't this working best ways to do x best ways to do y I address problems frustrations queries that I get on prospecting calls sales calls customer calls and more reason being if people are regularly asking these things, I know it's going to be in demand. There's going to be a lot of demand for it. And it's going to be evergreen content that people are actually searching for answers for, whether that's on Google, YouTube, or the podcast channels. So it can build expertise in your niche, build trust, build confidence, build authority, and send inbound leads your way. Or there's the guest episode tactic where you can go down a few routes. You can interview target clients, ask them great questions build relationships with them, and over time, build inbound from that. Or you can interview famous people in your niche, and again, build an audience around that, build confidence in your niche, in your industry, and then distribute those onto audio channels like Apple, Spotify, get them up on YouTube, get them produced, build an audience, build a following, build brand, build reputation, and drive inbound leads that way. There's quite a few routes you can go down, but if you want an in-depth B2B podcasting guide, check out the only B2B podcast guide you need. If you search the only B2B podcast guide you need, Sam Dunning, then you can check that, listen to the podcast or watch it. And then you can turn those episodes into long form blogs, small social posts, video clips, audio clips, share them with guests, share them with prospects. There's so much replay value in a podcast and YouTube channel. And next we've got lead magnets and building an email list, super powerful owned assets. So what the heck's a lead magnet? A lead magnet is basically a free or sometimes paid giveaway, product, guide, playbook, video course, whatever, where you can either do it free of charge or take a payment, but you get the person's contact info, typically their email address, and in return, they get something that's going to be useful. I've done a bunch of these. One recent one is the ultimate guide to B2B SEO that I recently did another update to, and the good thing about these is that in my case, I give them away all free. I think at the moment there's nearly 800 people that have downloaded this B2B SEO one. And if you want my free guides, just head over to samdunning.org and you can grab them all there. So essentially, I try to give as much value as possible. I think this one's about 47 pages, the B2B SEO guide. And the way I actually send traffic to it is on podcasts. I'll reference it. 
and on LinkedIn posts, I sometimes put a PS, check out my free SEO guide, and then I'll link to that in the comments and people will grab that. I've also got a link to it on my LinkedIn profile page. So it's an easy way for people to click through and grab those guides. And this all fuels my mailing list. But Gumroad is a tool that I use as the way to add these lead magnets. Again, like I say, they're now all, all free. Some used to be paid, but I've got a website guide. I've got SEO guides. I've got a couple other lead gen website guides. And I used to have a LinkedIn guide there as well. All great ways to give people free value, build some trust in your industry and get that email. And all those emails then for a Zapier feed. So when someone downloads one of the lead magnets, Zapier pings it into MailChimp, which is my tool for email list. And at the moment, I send out a week daily email. And usually it's a website tip or an SEO tip or a B2B marketing tip or idea or story, or perhaps a new podcast episode. And I'll send that to my right now audience of we've got 1248 subscribers that get those daily email tips. But the power of an email list is that it's not ran by an algorithm. An algorithm doesn't control who it goes to that sends to your list. They can, of course, opt out whenever they want, but you can control that content. You can control exactly who it gets sent to. You can each day or each week or each month, however frequently you send them out, you can stay top of mind with the audience. You can drive them to certain assets and you've got control over that and you're not relying on an algorithm like I mentioned. So super powerful way. Consider a useful lead magnet. Consider building an email list. And it's something that's been quite effective for us to stay top of mind with our audience. And we've got SEO, search engine optimization, the process of getting your website, page one of Google's organic non-paid results to ramp up your web traffic, ramp up your brand, and get those juicy inbound leads or demos for your sales team. You might say, Sam, well, we don't control Google. So how is this an owned channel? Well, you can control your website. So you control the content that you put out there, whether that is service, offer, persona pages, et cetera, that you want to rank, that prospects might be searching for your offer. You make sure those pages are optimized. So they've got best-in-class content. You're researching the keywords that you want them to be targeted for. You're sorting out your technical SEO, your metadata, your heading tags, your image tags, making sure the page loads nice and spe speedy. It's got a great user experience. It's focused on conversion. It's got good social proof. It answers problems, addresses questions, removes anxiety, and encourages prospects to convert. And it's really well-written content that people actually care about learning and educating themselves on. And likewise, you've got blog articles that might be higher up the funnel when someone's searching for a question, an issue you fix, a job to be done, that you're educating the market. Again, you're making a really useful resource section on your website with those useful articles people actually want to learn about. So when they are earlier in that sales funnel process, they see you as a trusted person, a trusted brand, a trusted company. So SEO, certainly the content that you're putting on your website is what you can control and you can own, and you can make sure you have an impact on improving those organic results relevant to your niche to attract prospects ready to buy now or earlier in that sales one or comparing options. So that is something you can have a big impact on in your business. And there you have it. I hope this has given you some ideas and encourage you not to just rely on rented channels like social media and LinkedIn, where you don't control the algorithm and to invest in building an audience on channels you do control. One extra tip is when you are on channels like LinkedIn, why not every now and then point your audience to your email newsletter, lead magnet, website, podcast, YouTube, so you are encouraging them to go onto those other channels, building that audience and building trust 
brand reputation and driving leads on those channels. You've got a lot more control over. And there we have it. If you enjoyed today's episode, a rating or review on Apple or Spotify is much appreciated or subscribe on YouTube goes a long way. And for more free resources or to check out my week daily emails or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org. Cheers.